It's six o'clock. It's Mutiny Radio. You are listening to us. It's an exciting day because it's dark outside and it means we can do comedy. Comedy. We can do comedy now that it's dark. It's weird. It's weird, everybody. It's dark out and that means that comedy gets that much more funny. It's still six o'clock. It's still like every other Monday that we've been experiencing, except completely different because it's dark. So that's a lot of fun. You're listening to Joke Workshop tonight here at MutinyRadio.fm. A lot of fun. Comedians are going to do four minutes of jokes, followed by four minutes of commentary. I will look for my horn that I will find at some point to... At three minutes, I... And that's how you know that your set is almost over. Feel what a minute feels like. That's what it's all about here at the Joke Workshop, learning and having a good time and being awesome. So I'm going to put up a little music and figure out everything else. I think I have to turn up the mics out there and look at the list because I have no idea what's happening. Uh, but please enjoy in the fills today. Sunk, S-U-N-Q. It, they're both from the Wyatt Act, a local band. It's Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal. And Young Son, really, really great music. Love them so much. <coughs> Thanks for donating. And we love that. And we'll be right back here with Joke Workshop. Uh, exciting stuff here. It's Mutiny Radio. It's the Joke Workshop. Remember, the Joke Workshop works if you work it, meaning there are two microphones up by the front of the stage. People are going to do four-minute sets. You'll hear the horn. Wow, wow. You have a minute left. And then you give comments. Uh, I have a piece of paper and a pencil back here because I do take notes. I encourage you to do the same. If you're on stage at the end of your four minutes and no one's saying anything, feel free to lead the discussion. That's up to you so that you can tell people, hey, here's what I'm looking for tags on, or this is a joke that's a problem for me. So use your time wisely. And uh, yeah, we're here for you. Your first comedian, put your hands together. It's Jared Cena. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Good? Great, yeah. Proud? All right. 
right, so I wrote this I wrote this set for like a large group of people. So Yeah, I, I just screw this, I'll just say it. Uh, all right. So uh how do you go? Okay, so it goes along the lines of uh uh, I've been doing stand-up for like a year, so please go easy on me. Be, I'm probably not as good as this guy right here. Hey, nice jacket, my man. Thank you. Oh, thank you. But you know what? Give me a couple years doing this shit. I guarantee you some age is going to hit me about my first Netflix original special anytime soon. Personally, though, it's like less of a stand-up set to me and more so someone giving me a microphone so I can just bitch and moan all day. Seriously. Seriously. I wasn't even planning on performing. I was just pissed off in the moment that I realized Mutiny Radio was happening, and I was just like, fuck it, we're doing stand-up. But it's chilling, because what I call misery, you guys call entertainment. And I got a lot of that shit tonight. Honestly, though, none of that shit, that anger comes from my personal life. Fuck no, dude. I'm doing great right now. My grades are up. I got 100% on the test, by the way. Boom! I got a kick-ass electric guitar, and I'm cute as fuck. See, guys, do you see this face? See this face? Look how pretty I am. No acne. And I get eight hours sleep every night, bitch. You know what really pisses me off, though? You know what's the source of 90% of my anger? It's the people I argue with on YouTube comment sections. Seriously, I'm the type of guy that's willing to waste my free time responding to some fuckhead I met online on the comment section of Cute Plugs compilation number three and then carry on throughout the rest of my day just carrying that energy. Just fuck those guys. When it comes to political videos, oh wow, this guy's just coming in like, why the fuck's this little brown kid screaming? <laughs> when it comes to political videos, it gets worse. Like, a lot worse. Cause I don't understand right-wing people at all. I think they're I think they're pieces of shit. Fuck those guys. How dare you have a different set of beliefs and opinions than I do? You're a terrible person. No, thank you for laughing. You've been you've been laughing at all my jokes. Give me some, dude. Ah! Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, so I don't know why I watch a lot of right-wing videos and I just like, and I'm the one commenting on a lot of these people's posts. So like, I see this post I disagree with and I just like spend a whole paragraph and I'm just like, you're wrong. And then 10 minutes later, he hits me with another material, with a com reply back. I'm stuttering, but he, he hits me with a reply back. He was just like, no. You're wrong, and he puts a stat in there. So then he's like, "Oh fuck, this guy got me." So I spent an hour just researching stats, and I'm just like, "No, you're wrong." And then, and then like he replies to me back with a stat. But since this guy's homophobic, he calls me the f word. So now I'm pissed off. So now I reply back, but this time I'm not even talking about political videos at this. Uh, politics at the point at this point now I'm just talking about his mom and we go back and forth and we just carries on for like two months straight all right guys um uh, oh yeah I'll just end it right here thank you everybody so I didn't get your attention but Jared Cena everyone yay all right, so there's microphones strewn across the room. And then we'd say things like. So I know that that. Uh, on? Okay. I know that, that energy.
I don't I don't know if that actually is on. I mean, I have it up, but yeah. It's not there on. There you go. That one works. Um, yeah, so the energy is good. I like it. I know it's like part of your thing, but just sometimes slow down the words because there's a lot of like jumble. Oh, uh, okay. So just like slow, but the energy, like I know it works for you. Just like sometimes just like, you know, kind of live in it a little bit. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And then, I don't know, maybe for the last part when you go like, we were talking back and forth for like two months. You can end it something like, and now we're best friends or some stu something stupid. Yeah, like yeah. Just like a last, like kind of like punch. Yeah, I don't have a closer for this yet. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, just something along the lines of like, now we text every day or like now we're pen pals or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I know what you mean. What's up, my dude? That was funny stuff, man. Uh, Thank you. I got maybe like a tag for for your intro, and you're like, like "Hey, I'm I'm a new comic, but agent's gonna see me." And you can, I feel like it'd be funny just something like you know, so I'll get my first Netflix special, or at least like a guest spot on Fresh Off the Boat. You know, so like I, I think that should be pretty funny, something like that. Yeah. So Fresh Off the Boat is <laughs> a TV show. That it's funny. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> it's because I'm Asian, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's always good to lean into the stereotypes that, you know, that like define, I mean, that's the thing is like every comic sort of has a, I look like so-and-so and so-and-so had a baby. And it's just a good way to disarm the audience and be like, hey, I know we're all racist, but we're not all bigoted. You know, like, it's okay. We're all racist. We all are. We're like, you're Filipino. I'm a Danish. I don't know. <laughs> Although I like being a Danish, they're so crispy and delicious, aren't they? Like every breakfast paste. If I could just be a breakfast pastry. Actually, speaking of the same thing, I thought. Get the microphone. <laughs> it's a radio show. It's a radio show. Speaking of what you say, like when you're like uh, in the YouTube battle and you're like, and he called me the F word. I thought you were going to say something like that. You'd be like, Filipino. He, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know I'm Filipino. Like it's something like that. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. But that's a funny thing about Filipino too is, is it spelled with a P, is it spelled yeah. with an F Depends on where you're from, etc, cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. But yeah, that F word It was actually the homophobic word That I'm actually kind of scared to say Well, which is why you shouldn't say it Because you don't identify with it Like that's one of the things where You know, there's Like I can talk Okay, so I am a white lady So I have a lot of territory that I can tread but as a, as a skinny white bitch one of the places I cannot go I cannot do fat jokes I can't say that F word I just can't I'm not allowed to because I'm a skinny white bitch so there's certain things like if 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 using the F word uh, speaking of a bundle of sticks or a gay dude if, if you're going to use that it has to be your truth and if it's not your truth don't say it but like if the F word is Filipino then you're using a misdirect to be like oh you think I'm going to say this homophobic thing but instead I'm true to my culture, biatch or whatever. And then you're like, now I'm a misogynist too. Or, but just be, you have to like, be as honest as you can with yourself. And if you don't feel comfortable using that word, then by all means, don't. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like. Maybe like, um, instead of saying like, he called me the F word and not fuck. Maybe that would have more implication. I don't know. Uh, like, it's not clear that I mean the. Well, I only knew it because you you told me about it before, but like I don't, it's it's like tough. But they all thought Filipino, uh, so oh you didn't? Yeah. Yeah. Oh oh, use it as a misdirect. Yeah. I see what you mean. Right. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. 
That's that's all. Okay, I got it. And the F word we're talk we're all dancing around it. We're okay. In quotations, we're talking about the word faggot, which is a bundle of sticks, or we use it as a euphemism for gay guys. And it's not nice. It's not a nice word anymore. Uh, but if you're going to use these, like, you're, you're using society against itself, then use it as a misdirect and go Filipino. Okay. That's, I think I'm going to use that. Yay! Everybody clap your hands together for Jared. Thank C. you, everybody. Well, there you go. That's how Joke Workshop works. Your next comedian. What a wonderful comedian she is. You know what? And I love so much uh, that she is a cisgendered female and comes and supports Mutiny Radio. And I love that. It's just so great because it's it's very rare that we have other. I, I swear to you, my balls are huge, but I do have a vagina. But put your hands together for Ann Chun. Yay! <laughs> I think you left your notebook up here, dude. Yeah, don't lose that shit. Um, hello, hello. I'm talking about my near-death experience. Um, it was a car accident. And I know what y'all are thinking. Was she driving? No, I was not. Okay, that stereotype is actually really true in my case. I'm a terrible, terrible driver. Like, I have a license, but I never drive. Just, I just get good enough to pass, okay? Um, uh, no, I, I was not driving. I was jaywalking. Yeah, because I'm a badass. Uh, it happened in Japan while I was studying abroad there. Um, I, when I was there, I majored in alcohol poisoning to assimilate with the locals. It was actually the only major they offered for Japanese students. Like, all, every Japanese person I know, they're cute on the outside, all sake on the inside. Every Japanese person I know is an, an alcoholic. Um, and we were out at a bar. I don't even remember leaving it. I got blackout drunk. And one of my friends was like, I got you, and I got you, I'll take you home. She took my hand and walked me straight to an incoming minivan. And when she saw the car, she was like, ah! And then ran across the street without me, just left me lost on the street. And um, yeah, the car, the driver did press the brakes, but the car did hit me. Um, so lesson number one, never trust a bitch from Jersey to take you home safely. They also don't respect traffic rules, just like Thai people, which is, um, I'm, I'm also from Thailand. <laughs> yes, so Thai, Thai, Thai girl, Jersey girl, not a good combination for safety. And, um, the car hit me. And I rolled up the hood, shattered the entire windshield, and rolled to the ground, and like rolled for another like eight meters. Um, fortunately, the alcohol in my blood had transformed me into the super yoga master. Yeah, like my body was so bent and relaxed. When the car hit me, I just rolled on the ground like a spring roll. Yeah, 
Sometimes I do this part and it's quite funny unrolling. Um, <laughs> roll like a spring roll. The, the police said that if I had not been so relaxed, um, I would have at least lost a leg. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to say is alcohol can save lives, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, so when it came, I mean, I, the, I just, my body just flew into space like I was in Cirque du Soleil, or so I think. Um, and when I, when I woke up, I was in the hospital, and I don't remember why I was there. Don't ever get yourself in that position, it's really terrifying. Uh, I woke up with a really bad headache, and um, I, the nurse told me I had been out for 14 hours. And I was like, whoa, I just woke up from a coma. I'm so cool. <laughs> and she was like, oh, hi, doggy. And she was like, no, you're not. It wasn't a coma. We could have sent you home. You were just too drunk. And I was like, oh, thanks for ruining my Kill Bill moment. Uh, there's more of the story, but I think that's all the time I have. Cool. Yay, and John. She came out of a coma, and that's why she's woke. <laughs> oh, oh, shit, you're so woke. Oh, you're so woke. <laughs> yeah. Um, yay. Hey, great, great stuff. I love you. are a great storyteller. I was engaged from beginning, middle, end. It had a beginning, middle, and an end. It was a real story. We believed you. It was funny and poignant and lovely, and yeah. I'm sorry you got hit by a car. That's insane. It's actually happened twice. <laughs> so there's part two. I just attract cars. But I'm, I'm still like completely whole. So I, I feel like I'm the Hulk. The, like the car was more damaged than my body was. You know how to roll with the shoulder. You should take up skateboarding. <laughs> I mean, you're, you'll be fine. Yeah, I should. Comments. Hey guys, go to that microphone. What's Say nice thing. Do the other do the other one. Do the other one. Do the other one. The other microphone. That one's broken or not. Or we did, I just I can't Good diagnose tip. it. Okay, so I'm thinking the police said if you weren't so relaxed, you would have lost your leg. So normally I'm an incredibly anxious person. So I guess that means I need to drive drunk all the time or else a fender bender will just fucking kill me. Yeah. That, I like that. That's the end of the things I'm saying up here. Uh, I think when you when you're like an Asian when you're like fly out the window or whatever and you're like a oh it's like an Asian flying through space and you say Cirque du Soleil you should just look up like whoever the first Asian astronaut is and say that person and then when no one reacts you can say wow guys that was the first Asian astronaut I do not <laughs> know who that is uh, I would tell you who that is, but I don't know myself. So it's a little I don't know either. But at the end of Cirque du Soleil, there's like 27 Asian guys that flip themselves four stories into the, into the sky. I've seen it. And it's like, but it's at the end of you've been watching Cirque du Soleil and all the amazing things have been happening and you're like, oh yeah, these diner men are flying four stories in the air and landing on a piece of silk and flying. Yes, of course they are. Cirque du Soleil, whatever. Like it's like, oh, there's a human cannonball just flying across. Of course they are. Search so anyways, I identified. Warhol Kaufman has things to say. Robert Hudson likes those Dennis Miller references. I was just thinking, um the cops told you if you weren't so relaxed, could have lost a leg. 
or died. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> Wait, was that feedback or was that just your reaction? I think he's trying to give you a joke. Oh, you're just, just like, a, oh, yeah. I was like, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> With also, foot, yeah, whatever. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so there's more connection. Got it. Well, what's scarier, dying or losing a leg? I mean, it's they're both pretty terrifying events. Losing a dick, maybe. <laughs> I don't have one. Don't lose that third leg, motherfuckers. Uh, any other, any other comments? Hey, everybody, clap Thank your you. hands together. It's Aunt John. Yeah, if you're wondering what's happening and playing in the fills, that's Sunk. It's Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal. And Young Son of the Wyatt Act, a great local band that you should check out. They're great. Uh, thanks for checking everybody out here at the Joke Workshop. It's the 4th of November, just to time stamp it. Thank you so much for donating. We really appreciate it. If you can't, for any reason, take a picture. Maybe of this amazing new art project that's up. This is the Retro Moto Project by uh, Joey Walk. And he draws pictures of people's bikes. And hey, if you like motorcycles, he'll draw a picture of your bike too. Uh, he's, he's a really cool dude. This is going to be up here for a while. So, if, if, But if you can't afford to donate for any reason, that's no problem. Just take a picture and tag us at Mutiny Radio SF. And follow us while you're there on Instagram because I don't know how that works. All right, your next comedian. Put your hands together. Clap them in a wild slappy-like motion for Robert Hudson. Yay! All right, how's everyone doing tonight? All right, got a lot of great news in the media for Asians, go Asian people, right? Lots of 2019 wins for us, you know? You know, you had Crazy Rich Asians, you had Jeremy Lin, he won a ring, um, you know, for playing zero time. (laughs) Uh, But it's a national championship, you know, NBA ring. I feel like Jeremy Lin is, the first Asian to get an A plus on a group project where he did zero of the work, (laughs) zero of the work, but he still got the grade, you know, and that's what his parents care about. Um, So my girl recently is on this trip where she's like, how come you never treat me like a queen? I want to be treated like a queen. All my friends, their boyfriends treat them like queens. And she's like, yes, queen. And I was like, okay, I see. So you want me to treat you like a queen. Um, So I slit her throat and freed the Roman people. (laughs) Woo, we did it, we're here. Yeah, yeah, we visited her parents' house actually and uh, her dad was being very disrespectful to me. So I just sort of turned around and checked in with her. And then I looked back at her dad and I was like, this is Sparta. And I fucking kicked him down a giant hole because she's a queen. Uh, And that's how royal hierarchies update. Uh, You have to kill your wife's father. Um, Yeah, after that, she was kind of upset. She was like, okay, please stop. You don't have to treat me like a queen anymore. And I was like, okay, fine. I was just doing what you told me to do, what you wanted. So now go make me a sandwich. 
Not because she's a woman. Not because she's a woman. Because she's a peasant now, and they are a lower class. All right? This is a caste system. All right? Good. I'm glad, glad we all got through that one. Yes. Because I am a king, and she is not a queen anymore. All hail Bran the Broken. Bran the Broken is what Peter Dinklage landed on. I feel like that's a very disrespectful way to, <laughs> to name your superior. It's like, okay, yeah, he's going to be the new king of the seven kingdoms, but <laughs> let's just point out his one very obvious flaw and let's make a nickname out of it. You know, it's sort of like if someone's like, oh, there goes AIDS ridden Andy. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and that's what, uh, that's what people uh, call him. You know, if you could just imagine if we just nicknamed everyone based off their disabilities. Um, yeah, you know, like if we wanted AIDS ridden Andy to be president, everyone would be like, wow, that's uh, did you know he's HIV positive? He'll be a wise king, a wise king. Um, the only thing I learned from Game of Thrones is that you can knowingly fuck your aunt, and as long as you stab her later in front of her dragon, everyone will be cool. Everyone's cool with that. You know, no, no real judgment on incest. Just gotta take her giant lizard out, and you'll be in the clear. So I'm saving that one for the next family reunion. Um, let's see. And... I guess I don't know why so many people right now are trying to get into this country. Um, the U.S. is kind of shit right now, I feel like. The U.S. is actually kind of like hell, um, at least in California. Uh, no, for real, because, I mean, everything is on fire. Uh, we're all living next to a bunch of murderers and racists, uh, and the guy in charge is kind of a dick. <laughs> um, yeah. That's an allusion to Trump, but it's kind of kind of doesn't play because I was thinking about how to add some more stuff to my Christianity joke, and I think Satan gets a bad rap, right? Because Christianity says if you sin a lot and you go to hell, then you're gonna burn in hell for all eternity, and all these really bad and horrible things will happen to you. But if you're a sinner, like a murderer or rapist or something, and you go to hell, and then there's this guy that like punishes you for all eternity, isn't Satan kind of like a good guy then? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a thinker. <laughs> All right, that's my time, guys. Thanks. Robert Hudson. Uh, I was uh, com I completely confused about your last minute. <laughs> like, what? I, you'll have to explain it to me. Um, but we have Wait, we have some part? comments over here. The stuff about Satan at the end with the. I don't know. I was just, I was like, where are we going? Um, am I, how high am I? Like, is, well, this, is this a me problem or a you problem? That's what I kept thinking. Like, am I not following him because I'm too high or because I just totally lost him? <laughs> like, I couldn't, it was hard for me to tell. Yeah. But I was still listening, so that's good. That's good. I you mean, know, that's participation. Uh, Jared, has, Jared has some things to say. Okay. I like the Satan bit. Thanks, man. Yeah, but that's no, no, probably no, because no, I'm like talking. a huge Satanist and like... Uh, the, the, uh, whatever lame joke or whatever well you don't gotta be a s ev everyone else gets the joke right yeah okay yeah. cool cool I was like, oh, no yeah any feedback 
like, oh, Satan's like a hero then, or yeah. something like that. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I would say uh, if you give, I feel like you can give more examples with Satan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm fucked up, so like, <laughs> that's, that's my mentality. But I don't know. I don't, and also, your king joke, I like, or the queen joke, yeah. I like it. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a stretch because I doubt people will know who this person is. You heard of King Henry VIII? Yeah, that's about I've heard of King yeah. Henry VIII. Yeah, he like killed all five of his wives, so I mean, like, <laughs> like, he started a whole religion so he can divorce and kill his wife. Then he. Then Wait, his which new religion wife, was that? His new King which Henry VIII. From, yeah, from Catholicism to Protestantism. Yeah, Protestantism. Uh, it's a I think it's evangelical Pro- Protestantism. Yeah, that was that was when the Catholics they broke off from the church because he wanted to divorce. Yeah, and Damn. that wasn't part of the Catholic Church. Anyways, I got Damn, my feedback. Baller. These that's people baller wanted. Shit. Sup, Rob? Um, hey, what's up? Yeah, I think the same joke has like legs. So. Um, yeah, you can definitely tighten it a little bit. And I thought about how, um, like, Satan's kind of like a cop, but like a, actually a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like law enforcement, <laughs> but, no, like, yeah, yeah. but not good... like racist and like right. actually like you know, oh, yeah, yeah. punishes no, I the do right like that. people. Right, yeah, yeah. The right people get suffer. I, don't know, I think yeah. there's something you can talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About I'll there. play around with that. I like that. I like that. Um, this is minor, but Crazy Rich Asians came out last year, not this year, because you're like 2019 Crazy Rich Asians. So. I don't research, but you know what? I'm going to... I'll update that joke. Your Asian card is revoked. Does, you are yeah, a, no, I will like, no. get your Asian card. Uh, and As a white lady, I get to tell oh, you shit, that. That's what <laughs> For the queen joke, um, I, I don't know. For me, I, I felt like some parts, there was a bit of disconnect. Like when you said, like, and she's like, yes, queen. I don't know, that part was a little bit out of context. Yeah, that could be put somewhere else. Okay, yeah, no, no. And, Anything um, else with that? I, I, I don't know where the you free, feel free the, the Romans part. Like you're, I don't know. It's Romans, yeah, Barnes, like, I feel like it's quite a jump. I don't know if there's something you can do there to bridge. The Is there any other type of people that people know about that if you kill the queen, they got freed? <laughs> that would be better there? So is that kill the French people? And then, yeah, they chopped. Oh, they killed. Head. Okay, to free but the French people. Maybe if you're like my girl. I, so I, I, I slit her throat and freed the French. But she, maybe is that, is that funnier? Does you that can sound? just make up your girlfriend's French or something because I know that she's not, and right. so I'm like. Okay, so say what? she's French Romans first. Bar- like, why are we talking about Romans Spartans? I, mean, I know why, but there's a right. disconnect. Yeah. But good job. Clap your hands together for Robert Hudson! Yay! <laughs> Sorry, we're out of time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're at. We're already at. You you took an extra minute in your jokes, so we're already at nine and we're over. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together. He's a young man. He's back again. It's Ian Langland. What's going on? How's it, how's it going? Everybody asks you that. The answer's going to be the same every time. Okay. Um, so. Uh, I just turned 20 years old. Um, just turned 20 years old like two months ago, and I'm still, you know, getting used to the transition into adulthood. You could say. <laughs> um, it's it's more like the God. It's more like the societal expectations from being a teenager 
to being like an adult now. So it's like there's some things that I feel like guilty about doing now that I'm 20 that I used to do like I don't know like little shit like I used to like go on Muni or something and not pay. And I would feel like, oh, like now that I'm 20, I feel like I'm better than that. <laughs> or, you know, I used to like, me and my friends would like walk through the street and we'd be like, uh, we used to be a bunch of teenagers where we could like wreak havoc, but now we're all 20, so we gotta like mellow out a little bit. Another one is like, I used to be able to like, on my walk home, if I got this urge, I used to be able to pop on over to a cemetery, rub one out on a gravestone, and be on my merry way. But now, that's not okay anymore. So now that I'm 20, I'm a felon, okay? It's a big deal. E even the groundskeeper there, he used to be into it. He used to be like, yeah, you go 19-year-old, but now it's like, it's not okay. Uh, I lost a friend, that groundskeeper was cool. He was this cool little old guy. Um, I had this whole, I had the whole old guy uh, domain on, on lock. I'll tell you this, like the pedophilia comedi uh, community, they were so into me. I'll tell you why they were so into me. Because <laughs> I, I, I have this youthful face, but I was still a teenager, so to them, it was like they were faking their way, you know what I mean? But then when I turned 20, it's like I'm so not attractive to them anymore. You know, I'm not ripe, how they used to put it. So now, you know, it, it kind of sucks. I used to be like the prized, like, orange in the orchard, and now I'm just like, you know, rotten and on the ground, left for the raccoons. And it, I don't know, I, I used to feel valued by these, uh, by these old guys, but now, now I don't know how I'm gonna get by, but you know, fingers crossed, right? Okay, that's all I have. <laughs> Langlands, everybody. New young comic doing great. Yay, Ian, yay. Oh, okay. I go. <laughs> thought she was going to say something. But um, yeah, I really like this joke. Thank you. You've been developed, I, like, you developed it, and like, it's, it's, at a, it's, it's walking. Like, it had legs before, mm -hmm. and it was just walking. It's just, get, it's just moving. It's got it's, some, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got like, some kinks in it. But yeah, yeah, it's got some kinks in it. <laughs> that guy gets it yeah and I would say just get to it instead of just using the muni examples or the yeah. jaywalking I'm afraid to go right into it because it's so like out of nowhere yeah. it still feels a little like yeah. Abrasive. Well, what you can do is like you can introduce the concept of like, oh, 19 year old, 20 year old, there's a difference. Now, because like. That, if, wasn't that what I was doing with the. Yeah, no, you did a great job of it. With the muni and part. I did like your Muni setup. I thought it worked really well okay. that you made a couple things really innocuous yeah. before you hit it with the. The, the graveyard part. I thought that worked out really well. Okay, cool. Okay, maybe I'm just stupid, but. No, no, no. You know, good joke, dude. Thank you. Yeah, man, I liked it too. Uh, I agree that you set it up right and with the innocuous stuff, as Pam said. Um, cool. This is just an alternate way of telling it, I thought, and take it with a grain of salt because mm -hmm. it's just the way my brain works. Yeah. But you went like, okay, so like, you know, when I was a teenager, I used to go to graveyards and jizz on graves or something like that, right? Yeah. But now as an adult, I only do it on Tuesdays. Okay. <laughs> being, a being an adult is all about moderation. Okay, you just okay, have to yeah, pace yeah. yourself. Yeah, cool, thank you. Yeah. Uh, when you uh, said transition, um, when you're becoming an adult from 19 to 20, that's hilarious. Okay. You should 
keep saying it just like that. Okay, cool. Because um, it sounds like you're not growing up, but it's, it's really good. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then also, I think you have like a misdirect opportunity. Um, you could probably play around with it, but when you're like, if you talk about something about how you look, because right, you do look very youthful, mm-hmm. um, but without saying the word face first, but set it up for that. And then when you say, oh, you know, I have a really youthful, and then you say like, penis or something okay. like that. And like everyone expects you to say face. Right, right, right. Say, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's it? Okay. Cool. Thank you. I would just say the wreak havoc was too vague. Like the other setups were funny because they were specific. Mm-hmm. Wreak havoc. havoc is just too big of a... Okay, 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 cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Ian Langlands, yay! Yay, that's how the joke workshop works. Everybody's being cool and nice and it's dark outside. Thanks for putting money in the bucket so that we can survive. Your next comedian, clap your hands together. It's Eric Newton. Yay! Thank you, thank you. Yes, I haven't been here for a while. Like, uh, one of my favorite things about this show is like the whole idea is to try new stuff. You know what I'm saying? And that's recently I've been realizing I don't really do political comedy. You know what I'm saying? So I started thinking about Bernie. You know, what I'm any Bernie fans in here? Yeah, you guys follow Bernie? All right, you got you guys been following Bernie's career for like, for a long time? Yeah. You remember when Bernie said? Uh, you remember he he said to a group of people he was like. I just say what everyone's thinking but are afraid to say. You guys remember that? Yeah. Word. And I don't even remember this. Any Bernie fans will always remember this. You remember when Bernie was on national TV? And he, he said, I quote, he's like, I ain't afraid of you motherfuckers. You remember that? Yeah. You remember that? So we're both talking about Bernie Mac, which, which is awesome because I love Bernie Mac. I don't talk about political comedy, like I said. Anyway, um... <laughs> Um, I work in tech, and I know people hate techies. But here, here's one thing that's weird about tech. Like nowadays, it's like the only way to, to like kind of justify how successful you are. Let me give you an example. Like I know as a comedian, I'll, I'll feel like I made it when someone uses my profile to like catfish somebody. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, I'm dating Eric Newton. I'm like, no, you're not. You wish. You wish you had shed these fire jokes. Um, I guess a better example of that would be. Um, I feel like if I was a serial killer, I wouldn't even be taken serious until someone made a podcast about it. You know what I'm saying? They'll be like, when's your Netflix documentary coming out? I'm like, after I take out your family, obviously. Um, all right. I'm still trying, though. That's why I'm here. Uh, um, you ever notice this about uh, being, being a new comedian? I don't get some of like the benefits of like seasoned comedians. Uh, exactly, right? So like I was going to say that. A lot of comedians, they can pander to the audience, right? They'll, 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 they'll mention some kind of mundane like life goal and they'll wait for applause. So, you know, they'll be like, have a daughter now? Right? Right? <laughs> there you, yeah. I just, I just turned 20. Right? See, that doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for me because I'll come on stage and, I'll, and I'll, I'll try to pander. I'll be like, hey, I recently stopped hitting my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, see? And the reason people don't clap, people don't clap because they hear a domestic violence joke, but they're missing the point that I have a girlfriend. I mean, they should be clapping for that. Most comedians get that much. Uh, <laughs> 
Sorry, I was super unprepared today. Uh, what else did I want to talk about with everybody? Uh, bear with me for a second. It's so unprofessional. Just like this lisp that I've attained. After, okay. Um, yo, so um, a, lot of, a lot of Tinder jokes. And I feel like people miss the, the, the weirdest stuff about Tinder. You know, like everyone talks about how crazy Tinder is, but no one talks about how crazy the feature share with a friend is. What the fuck is that? Like, who's playing matchmaker when you're leaving a bar at 2 a.m.? That's the only time I ever look at Tinder. Like, it's 2 a.m., taking a shit, I'm swiping. I'm like, Dude, my brother might be interested in this girl. Let me share with a friend real quick. Here's another thing I think that's weird about Tinder. Um, You'll meet people on Tinder, and they'll still use archaic ideas to see if this relationship's going to work, right? Like, I'll meet a girl on Tinder, and she wants to know if we're compatible in the future. She'll be like, what zodiac sign are you? I'm like, that's not going to tell you if this is going to work or not. If you want to know if this is going to work, what BART station are you close to? Because if I have to take a lift from there, this is not going to work out. All right, thanks, everybody. Eric Newton. Girlfriend, I don't hate my girlfriend anymore, and I thought it was really funny. <laughs> thank you, thank you, appreciate that. Uh, good job overall. That was really super clean too. Appreciate that. Thank um, you. <laughs> um, I just think, um, just like maybe I, I like the Bernie Mac joke. That was cool. That was maybe cool. like go on a tangent on like being like, God, I wish like if Bernie Mac was still around so he could be president, and maybe that could be a little thing in itself. Uh, just an idea. Right on. Right yeah. On. yeah. Cool. Yeah, that would be his presidential campaign. It could be very <laughs> funny. You could bring out old yeah. tropes. <laughs> the Bernie Mac joke was fire. <laughs> you really you. misdirected the fuck out of me. Huge Bernie Sanders fan. I was just like, whoa. I was like, wait, oh, Bernie Mac. It's like, oh, okay. Okay, that was good. And uh, I like that. I liked where you're going with the Tinder. He's like, Oh, what is horoscopes? Why, why does that matter? Like, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I really like that direction. Cool, it cool. seemed like you just kind of gave up on it. Yeah, I don't know. I'd cool. say go up on it because, like, I don't know. I relate to that. I feel like a lot of people would. Right yeah. on. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Good shit, dude. Thank you. Appreciate that. Starla, you're standing up. Do you have things to say? Uh, just feel like oh, all right. Well, well thanks everybody. I appreciate that. Yeah. Eric Newton, yay! Eric Newton, Eric Newton is very funny. Very funny. Your next comedian has a really fun name. He is, he's, he is a star. He's a super, your mom's calling? Oh my God, put her on, put her on. We should talk to her. You don't want to put her in your set? You should talk to her live on stage. Everybody's mom's on the phone. It's Starla Burns. What's up, Mutiny? I'm not going to put my mom on the phone. She might be telling me that someone is dead. My father may be dead, and this may be etched in my memory for the rest of my life. We'll find out. I'll find out in like 10 minutes. Let's have some fun before that, though, huh? Let's have some giggles. Uh, So I've been having a lot of bird-related antics over the past few weeks, so I'm a little rusty. So I'm thinking instead of something brand new, I'm going to do something that's been on the back burner, see if I can revitalize it. Sound good? Yeah. So trends come and go. When I was a kid, I was really into the Pokemon cards, you know? I had to catch them all. 
I have no idea how to play that game even now, but I had to catch them all. One trend that's been making a major comeback lately is bigotry. Yeah, I'm not in charge of what's popular, folks. If I was, we would have had a slap bracelet comeback. Those were fun. Uh, but you know, thinking about this trend, it's not that much of a mystery where it came from. Just picture that iconic scene from Free Willy, where Willy is jumping over the rocks, but the boy is Donald Trump, and the whale is just racism. Yeah, the whale is bad in this analogy. Fuck that whale. Should build a wall it can't jump over. And you know, thinking about prejudice, I've come to the conclusion that the only way we can overcome prejudice is if we first acknowledge prejudice. You cannot cure a disease you have not diagnosed, unless you're Jesus. So that's exactly why I'm gonna acknowledge my prejudices to you right now. Yeah. Don't worry, unclench your teeth. The only end bomb I'm dropping is knowledge. Prejudice number one. I hate people who self-identify as introverts. You think you're so special because you like the sound of rain and the smell of books? <sighs> I wish you'd stayed in your shell, you pretentious little turtle. Prejudice number two. This is a list we're, we're counting. Prejudice number two. There's never been a single instance in my life where I thought to myself, oh good, there's a DJ. Do I gotta say any more than that? It's just a horrible class of people. You don't even wanna see me at the club. It'll be like, everybody get low. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a smart joke. We're having fun. Prejudice number three. Not so sure about those Italians. Like, I know we let them be white about a hundred years ago, but maybe there should be an occasional audit of that decision, because I'm not sure I see it. I'm just surprised the mean little children haven't caught on to this with mean little rhymes. Like, if your meatball is spicy, you're not white, see? Don't spread that around. This is about overcoming prejudice. Okay, I think I only have time for a little bit of one-liners. Does it sound like fun? Let's try out some one-liners. See what we got here. Now, my mama didn't teach me much, but she sure as sugar taught me. <laughs> to treat every man as a potential rapist. You know what, that's, that's the only thing that's written here. I guess that's it for one-liners. That's true though, about men. That's a lesson I passed down to my dog. Okay, I gotta figure out what my mom's trying to call me about. So that's the end of my set. A strangely magical racist <laughs> set from Starler Burns. Wow. Yeah. So I just wanna say, dude, uh, you have a hilarious stage presence. <laughs> like, like, it's not about the content, it's about the wrapping paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Like, like I was enchanted the whole time. You got this whole like superhero voice and like just like big delivery. Just loved it. But anyways, uh, let's see, uh, the one liner though, um, it was I couldn't really, uh, I couldn't really get. So it was like, um, it was something like, is there like more? Do you have like more context on that? Like it's like. Uh, it's pretty much a misdirect in that it's only one one-liner, and I make it sound like there's going to be a list of them, which I was a bit in a hurry, so I didn't do it as well uh, as normal. okay. And then instead of it being a list of one-liners, it's just one very strange one. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say. Um, yeah, you have good stage presence, even if you don't have jokes. I mean, the way you deliver them, like, oh, probably oh laugh the whole time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm about to throw down. No, no, no. I mean that entertaining way. Like, <laughs> no like I'll be entertained no by you the whole time. He's not Jeff. <laughs> uh, I thought that was fire, man. That was <laughs> one of my favorite sets I've seen you do forever. <laughs> that was really great. I especially like the, prejudi- the list of prejudices. Um, yeah, that was really great. That was really great. Um, the... Second one, I guess this is where my critic. Uh, I have a hard time imagining you choosing to go to a club to mm-hmm. criticize a DJ. So I was like, that was the only one where like there was like a bit of a mental block for me. Like, was, like when I was trying to think of other situations where you'd bump into a DJ outside of a club. I mean, I could also just slightly change the phrasing to "You'll never see me at the club because." Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Something like that. That was just one thing. And I hope your dad's okay. I mean, I'm just hypothesizing. <laughs> okay, she cool. might be telling, calling to tell me that he's discovered the immortality formula. That he might be Italian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Even worse, he's calling to tell you you might be Italian. Yeah, in terms of coached feedback, like I do try to make the Italian part, like kind of deliberately made that choice and tried to phrase it in a way that's not actually insulting just kind of strange and playing with the idea of what constitutes white because that's been uh, amorphic over the past century. Was anyone actually thinking that that might be too offensive? No. No, the Italian thing? No. I'm a quarter Italian. Okay. Uh, If you can get someone who's a quarter or something, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, anything else? Any other comments? Hey, great stuff, man. Everybody, Starler Burns! Bye, bye, If anyone has leftover Halloween candy, I will eat it. I'm eating Whoppers right now. Those seem to be the candies that kids are not that into. Your next comedian. They're good. Steven Asifo didn't make it in time. He's not here yet. Warhol Kaufman, you still around? I love candy so much. Um, is Warhol Kaufman here? Oh, he left. Shit, I didn't see him leave. Oh, he should have told me. Ryan Schooley's not here. All right, hey, Casey. Casey Kaning, yeah! Is there some secret party everybody's going to? What's going on? I don't know, but it's cool to hang out with the three of you. It's fine. Um, I was just going to... I didn't write anything today. I just wrote down a list of ideas that I thought were silly. So... um, Feel free to give feedback, but none of this was written or prepared. Um, so I live in San Francisco, and one of the things that uh, I notice is that there are a lot of businesses where I, I you know, just small mom and pop shops, where I'm just kind of like, is that really a viable business? Like, I never see people walk in there. 
Like, how is that business staying open? I have to assume that it's a money laundering place, right? They're, like, the, the city's littered with money laundering places. It has to be. And, like, it made me wonder, like, if, like, maybe, like, the business owners, like, get annoyed when, you know, actual customers start showing up. <laughs> like, like, you know, you, like, go to, like, a sandwich spot that's, like, never supposed to make sandwiches. And you're like, I like a ham sandwich, please. And they're like, no, please leave. We don't even have... <laughs> Why, what makes you think we'd make good sandwiches here? We don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe a sandwich spot isn't the best use. Anyway, I have a, a cat. Um, I shouldn't even say it like that. I don't really have a cat. Nobody really has a cat, right? I live with a cat. Um, the cat does not have any balls. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. kind of looks like a deflated whoopee cushion is like the best <laughs> way. Man, I got a good look the other day. I was like, yeah, all right, it's just like a furry deflated whoopee cushion. And it makes me wonder how different his personality is because of that traumatic incident. Like, you know what I mean? Like maybe it's like, cause he's pretty fucking weird. Like he yells at shit, like shadows on the ceilings for no reason. Like he, you know, runs into the closet and takes a shit for no apparent reason, even though I have clean litter. I don't know. It makes me wonder. I guess I would go crazy, too, if I didn't have my balls. Right? I don't know. It also made me wonder, like, would it make him feel better if you got, like, a prosthetic, like, some fake balls in there? Like, would that make him feel more like a man? <laughs> would he go out more and hit on the lady cats in the neighborhood? I don't know. Um... <laughs> That's such a dumb idea. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought about it, though. I was just like, oh, it has to have an effect on your personality. Like, what would I be like if I wasn't circumcised, right? I'm just like, I wonder how much more confidence I'd have. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, a friend of mine was, uh, was doing a road trip, and he's posting f uh, pictures of it on Facebook. And he stopped by like Mount Rushmore and he, he made a post about it, like saying like how there's really nothing to do there. Like when you show up, you just, it's just like a mountain with presidents carved into it and you just look at it and go like, oh, that's Mount Rushmore and that's it. And I was thinking the only thing that I think I could do to make that stop entertaining is just to play fuck, Mary kill with the presidents, right? I think that would be fun. Like, I think, I think I'd marry Jefferson because, you know, democracy, that's cool, right? He was in an interracial relationship. That, you know, some cool points there. <laughs> uh, I guess I'd kill Lincoln because he already got killed. Like, and then... And then I think I'd I think I'd fuck Teddy because he was the most masculine out of the right right he would like he would like sit on bears and go through the rivers and go hunting and was a big outdoorsman and I think if I fucked him I'd just absorb all of his masculine powers so <laughs> that's my choice and then who's the, who's the fourth oh yeah oh Washington I guess I'd just kill him too and that's uh that's my set <laughs> thanks Casey's gonna have sex with the president. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought the the premise of the first one was funny, but 
the sandwich shop was a tough example because yeah. like people actually eat sandwiches. Yeah. But I like wanted some examples. I thought the castration one was is is was actually very funny too. But I have actually often wondered if my life would be better if I was castrated. So like it might like mellow you out, you know. Like okay. there's a lot. I just think it's another angle. Like yeah, yeah. maybe I'm just saying. No, and that's you're super right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good good idea. That's and and hey, Candyman, you didn't sign up. Are you wanting to do a set tonight? No, you come I sign up on the list. Oh, you just wanted to hang out? That's so cool. Do you have, do you really have candy? I, I live right around the corner. I have like I'm trying to get rid of my kids' candy. I have to do it after they go to sleep. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I appreciate the you feedback. You can come back. I'm sorry. He was just talking about candy, and I was like, oh my god, I love candy. Thank you. Uh, f- fuck, marry, kill, resurrect. Oh. Which one would you bring back, you know? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I, I like that. In terms of the fuck, marrying, and the killing of the presidents, I definitely agree Lincoln's the one to kill, but I feel like the reason you give for it should be like, oh yeah, John Wilkes Booth, he had the right idea here. Lincoln, <laughs> I, this guy's a fuckboy. But, uh, That's horrible. And then also I just want to say that Teddy's masculinity was such a front. He was a little bitch boy putting on a facade. Oh, then I would definitely so? fuck him. He was, he, he was yeah. a rich kid going to pay on a fancy expeditions. Oh, and then also I did love the idea of a... I love your rancor at like <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, I did like the idea with the foreskin... Uh, and I think it would just be funny to like talk about not just that you'd have more confidence, but that your life would be totally different if you just had this damn foreskin. Like this all would have been yours. <laughs> I would have conquered the world, Star. Yeah. Foreskin strength. I'm the king of the world! Yeah! Okay, thanks everybody. Comments? Everybody, Casey Kane again! <laughs> Are we supposed to call you Case now or KC? Is it spelled? My friends call me Case, so I was just like, I'll do it like that. Because I've heard, I mean, I just, it just looks like, but Case spelled C-A-S-E could also be pronounced KC. Yeah. Because there's an E at the end of it. I don't know how to pronounce anything. Thank you all for being here at the Joke Workshop tonight. Thanks for coming by. Tuck your kids in bed. Tell them a dick joke before they fall asleep into the ether. Your next comedian is going to make you laugh. Put your hands together for Steven Asifo. Yo, uh, dick joke for the kids at home. Uh, I had erectile dysfunction for a solid ass year. You know what that means, kids? I had performance anxiety. My dick didn't work so long, it started collecting unemployment checks. You know how that fucking feels, man? That's bad, man. You get sympathy sex, but you can't even enjoy it. I just wonder, that's just for the kids at home there. Uh, I, I would say that I'm uh, thankful to be in this generation. I think we overlooked that too much because we have like extraordinary entertainers like Stevie Wonder. Well, Stevie Wonder, to be example, he's done a lot, not just for music, but for pop culture in general. Name another blind man that's been killing the game right now. None. Every generation's had one, right? We got Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, Helen Keller. Fun fact, Helen Keller died in her sleep, which I imagine wasn't different than any other day. But that's not for me to decide. I don't think we're doing enough to find the next, uh, you know, blind, talented artist. I think it's very important to our culture because when you see someone, you know, with shades on or walking around, first thing he says, yo, you trying to be Stevie Wonder? Uh, that part's not funny. I know that part. But anyway, I think we should have 
a search talent show specifically to find the next blind icon. Uh, you can call it so you think you can't see, or uh, dancing with the with the guide dogs. I think that'd be one. Uh, the eye factor. Those are all other names that I have for them. Um, another thing that I think would be really interesting for people to do is um just have more like black people in spaces i think that'd be dope like that's 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 my campaign for this whole time and i know how campaigns work out here unless you say your campaigns run on gluten-free people don't want to listen my campaign is gluten-free but underneath that the underlying values uh is that i shouldn't be this damn excited to see other black people man like it's not it shouldn't be like that like i I, i'd be at work too man i just run around and just hug motherfuckers just like yo dog where the fuck have you been man i haven't seen you in a long time did you just get here don't leave Right, and they'd be all uncomfortable, like motherfucker. I just got in here, man. Let's separate, and then get back together. I was like, that's how they got the last one. Uh, gotta stay together, man. Cause I mean, San Francisco needs this. We all need this, you know. I was the other day. I was at. Uh, uh, well, actually, I think San Francisco would have more culture if we just had like more people of color in, in spaces, right? Like, uh, I was at a, a spoken word event the other day. And, you know, spoken word, people are supposed to be talking deep down in their souls, you know, feeling it in their gut, right? Uh, and then this one entitled woman gets up and she's like, Mover was late today. It's always late. I need a lift. L Y F T, no. I need a lift. L I F T. Then someone yells at in the back, Bitch, shut the fuck up and just take the bus. Uh, and that person was me. Uh, but imagine if everyone else had to sit through that, right? Like, you guys are welcome. We need more black people, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just, just imagine life if there was just one more black person in the room. A lot of things would be different. A lot of things would be different. Um, I think another thing that should be different is like, I imagine like in Shark Tank. Well, this, that, that part's long. I'm not going to go into that one. Uh, last show. I already got my head. Uh, I didn't. Okay, so another scenario that I had for like, um, if there's one more black person in the room, the other thing that came to my head is like Shark Tank, right? There's already one black guy on there, right? There's Damon John, Fubu, Fashioneer, Icon, um, and then someone comes with this one product is like. Uh, I think it's called manscaping or something like that. That's the whole product, manscaping. And they want like a million dollars for 5% take. It's always absurd-ass numbers for weird products. I don't know how that shit works, but they, they're they doing well, right? They're, they're doing the whole pitch. Now, mind you, what they don't know is that Manscaped actually has zero sales at the time. They obviously find this out because they ask these hard-hitting questions like, what the fuck are your sales? And like, well, we actually don't have any. Everyone is like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. One person, one one shark asked one question before, like it's the always the the super shark. I forget his fucking name. Oh, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Money or whatever. He does these like weird fucking slave trader deals where it's just like, if you give me your soul for five cents from now until the day you die, I'm in. And the other, in the investors, they, like the, the the people that own the company, always think about it, rotating like, well, my soul is up for sale, so whatever. They turn it down, and then all the sharks are out. Now I imagine. What if there was just one more black guy in the room? Because, mind you, Manscaped now goes on to make millions from being on this show. Uh, now, if there's one more black guy, he would have stood up and said, I got a question. It's actually not a question. It's more like a statement. That's gay as shit. 
All the sharks look over, huh? What does he mean? Can he say that on TV? Then Damon John both clicks off and he said, he's right. That is gay as shit. The gay community would love this. I'll put $1 million down, but for 30%, Damon John goes on to be a billionaire in the manscaping community, uh, and then everybody gets free wax. It's, it wasn't that great. I didn't need to do that part. I didn't need to do it. But I, I, we had fun on the way, kind of. Uh, I think that's it. I'm not ready for anything this week. Here we go. Steven Azevo, everyone. Shark Tank. Yes. Stop recording as soon as I did that. Yeah. Uh, Shark Tank. Hey, uh, funny stuff. You're just, you could say anything. You're just a likable guy. You could like, you could say fuck the police up there for two hours and I'd listen to you. So you could talk about chum in the water and shark tanks and all this. I don't even know. I think I have an idea of what shark tank is. It's some like silly show where someone comes up with an idea and then they, people decide to fund it or whatever, but it didn't matter. You gave me enough to sort of know where you were going, but you're just, I'll, I mean, I'll listen to you talk about anything. You talk about cheese. I don't give a fuck. Thank you. I like the bit on performance anxiety as it relates to sympathy sex because there is a limit to any woman's sympathy because I have been in that exact situation and it was very depressing for everyone. Wow. Yeah, I feel like this wasn't really advice on a joke no, so much I, as just very but we're sad things. Yeah. I needed that. Okay. Well, and it's hard. I've been on the other end of that where, like, I feel like it's my fault because I'm trying to suck a dick. And I'm like, yes. am I not sucking it right? Like, That's how funny. am I sucking a dick wrong? And yeah, they're like, no, it's not you. And I'm like, are you sure it's not me? Is my butt too big? Like, this clearly has something to do with me. And they're like, no, no. I, I assure you, this has nothing to do with you. So on my end, it's like, I'm a terrible person. What did I do wrong? The other but, side... Uh, no, no, no. It just it's the but no one would believe that a young right. man would have ED. They'd be like, why would that even be a thing? Okay. The other side of that is that you're gonna be like trying to protect your fragile ego, so you can be like, yeah, you know what it is, you. There, there's something seriously <laughs> wrong. Uh, and then I did just also like your bit a lot about the spoken word. What was the, I think I missed the setup. The what uh, was late that led to her? Oh, lift? Uber. Okay. My Uber was late today. Sometimes I don't know if that's too long. I tried to make that part as quick as possible. I think it is. No, it like, read. Um, My Uber was yeah. late today. Like all that, you did the poet cadence, and it was yeah. it was I mean, very clear. Like what is generally heard at spoken word events, like just the idea of someone doing this insanely bougie shit is just very funny. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Ryan, your feedback? <laughs> Ryan loves my set, and he thought everything was perfect, even the last piece that I didn't really need to do. So thank you. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Stephen Asisvo. on the joke workshop i'm so glad that uh he just showed up i'll put you up after the next guy ryan uh and thanks everybody again for donating it really helps mutiny radio stay alive please submit to the fifth annual mutiny radio comedy festival uh submissions are open until the 30th of november there's going to be over 75 shows and podcasts in seven days it's going to be a great time so be a part of it and apply now put your hands together for your next comedian everybody it's patrick Hey everyone, uh, I'm just gonna make a donation. 
uh, it's Monopoly money. I'll put in a real a real five in a second. So uh, we're I just I just wrote something and then it just disappeared into this empty notebook. Uh, uh, what, what, you, you guys ever see those uh, those panicked people on stage, and they just uh, they just start fidgeting with the mic stand, and it, it like eventually breaks uh, over the night because uh, people are just really twacked out on this whole comedy game. I'm hearing a little buzz right after I say something. Excuse me. Um, let's see. The first game, the first couple games of the NBA season this year were, uh, were the LA Lakers versus the LA Clippers. Now, wh why are they playing against each other? Shouldn't they be playing with each other against everyone else? You know, L.A. Pride. I don't know. Um, I I have this very serious thing, but I don't know if I can say it. So I'm just gonna do this anonymously. <coughs> uh, so. San Francisco is like not woke enough. If you if you just imagine like the Redskins and the Braves and the Chiefs, they're all like honoring the the Native American people. So I'm just like wondering why San Francisco's not getting fucking woke and and calling San Francisco like the 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 railroad makers or uh, the San Francisco Oriental uh, I don't know man you know just honor get fucking woke San Francisco why why are you going to the the golden you gotta get and that was uh that was my friend here he doesn't he doesn't know what he's saying sometimes. <laughs> Now I'm just gonna start. Uh, my my driving I'm so old. My driving instructor was smoking a cigarette. Uh, if you guys know cigarette laws in cars, uh, you guys uh, seen that new movie? The the one that everyone's talking about. Yeah. It's amazing. I uh I'd heavily recommend it. I have uh this friend who completely stumbles over his words. There's nothing clear about him. He needs he needs medication. He he likes to talk about political things, but 
doesn't want to offend anyone. We're, we're in an age of consent, my friends. I got verbal, written, audio, I got it all. But Apple still has full rights to whatever I upload to the cloud. It's the age of consent, terms of service. Uh, that, that $5 was just to like, fuck the whole energy, <laughs> okay? I think I paid for it. Now, uh, oh jeez, my equilibrium's off. Uh, I'm done, guys. You guys wanna roast me? Patrick! Yay! And yay for the guy that just brought me all his child's Halloween candy. I am happy, I am so happy. All right, comment. Some someone comment, just one comment. roast. No roasting. Roast. No, you don't have to roast. You don't have to roast this coconut, baby. Pam normally gives comments first, but she's eating candy instead. So good. Uh, I liked a lot of the meta stuff in particular, like the panicked people on stage. But I feel like the like action you should refer to should refer to something that you can actually be doing on stage since actually breaking a microphone wouldn't really uh, work. And then uh, I really liked the giving feedback, not feedback, like saying your words anonymously, even though you're like right in front of us and just talking normally. Okay. <laughs> that cracked me up. We don't have a pen on. Thank you. We can also just take a picture and do it. I don't know. I don't I was just stuff. absorbing all of that. Thank you. Take a picture here of like somebody on stage. You guys have been great. Anything? I love his candy. I think it's very, very funny. Um, yeah, you did a bunch. You used a bunch of interesting techniques tonight to like be a different person, but be yourself, and it was all very entertaining and, and different. Very different voice. Alt comedy, right? That's like a a thing, right? That people do. I don't know. Y'all know, right? You guys pay attention to more comedy than I do. Not like, I pay attention here, but I don't pay attention to like shit on Netflix or whatever, but right, like, you're like a Andy Kaufman kind of guy, like, say weird shit. I'm enjoying this candy so much, I'm so sorry. <laughs> if anybody wants candy, I don't really like Skittles, so if anybody wants to eat these Skittles, you can go for them, because it's not really my thing. Yeah, Skittles oh, yeah, are gross. Um, <laughs> uh, when you, so when you, were, you had your notebook, when you switched to your phone, was that like an intentional thing, or was that just uh... Cause I a? A master that... never tells. Huh? A master never okay. speaks the secret. Yeah, I, f I found that hilarious. I feel like it ties really well into what uh, Starler was saying before about like do you know, you talk about the mic stand thing, but do something you could do on stage. Uh, I, I don't know if it was if it was intentional, but it was very funny. I, I, by the way, I've seen you at Spats before. I think you're hilarious. Like you're just effortlessly funny, and I'm hella jealous of you. So, fuck yeah, dude. I don't accept that compliment because I can't. Yeah, on the same note, like escalating that and like keep going from like different notebooks and then the phone and just being very confusing in that way would be funny if it's not overly flustering. Yeah, because you're really chill. I'm probably going to throw up with candy tonight. I'm really going for the candy. This is a lot of fun. Don't have any pixie sticks. I learned that the hard way one night. 
Don't snort pixie sticks? No, yeah. just don't have any pixie sticks along with regular Halloween candy. Oh, wow. That's w- a little service note for everyone listening, ever. Yeah, if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. Put your hands together, everybody. That was Patrick. Fibbity fibbity do. Honestly, if you guys want any candy, please come back and have some of my. Come back and have some candy, boys. Uh, that was as creepy as I could make it. It's. It was tonight. The the lone female was Ann Chun. She she came in. She's not afraid of y'all. I don't understand why the women don't. I mean, there's a lot of. Um, Open mics on Mondays, so I understand that we're working with a lot of different people. And I appreciate all of you being here. It's a lot of fun. And thanks for donating. It's great. Please eat some candy because I am I don't wanna it's so scary. There's so much of it. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Ryan Schooley. Thank you guys so much. I just bombed so hard a piano fight, this could only possibly go up. My night has nowhere to go but yeah. better. I'm feeling it, man. I'm 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 in the I'm in the zone. I'm in the pocket. Uh, my girlfriend's in the pocket too. She's she's getting she's getting some fucking therapy right now. Hell yeah, man. I'm a, I'm a big therapy guy. I like therapy. I think it's good for you. I'm I'm it's supporting her, getting getting the help from another person. Uh, I just uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm a little suspicious of her. Sp- particular therapist because it seems like her therapist will take everything that she talks about and somehow bring it back to me you know like she'll be talking to her therapist like uh oh, you know i've been very depressed ever since my cousin died earlier this year and her therapist is like that must be really hard when your boyfriend doesn't do the dishes i don't know how you manage do you think he loves comedy more than you i think he might that's sniper accuracy guys that's a <laughs> that's a thing uh we have thought about um Hell yeah, man. I uh, I got a, a buddy of mine who is uh, who's doing sperm donations. You know, he's he's donating his sperm for money, which I, that's an amazing thing to me. Like I, I never thought that would like that someone would actually pay for your cum. Like that's that's mind blowing that that happens. Like if if I didn't already know that sperm donation exists, I don't think I would ever believe it's like I would never like think it's possible just to walk up to someone with your load in your hand just be like name your price you know like fucking sell it off auctioneer style uh, going once going twice sold a little all right too much guys i'm glad i did that here and not at the front of those judgy fucks at piano fight just uh <laughs> just kidding just kidding um I don't know, man. My, um, I'm getting, re- I'm getting ready to propose. I've been talking about this for way too long. Um, but I, I got the ring now. Uh, everything's all set up. Uh, I just got to give it to her. You know, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do it romantically. Uh, so far, all I have is uh, do it next to water. That's that's as far as I thought about it. I was looking up, uh, <laughs> I was looking up other like creative ideas to propose. You know. And I wish I didn't because these motherfuckers are knocking it out of the park, you know? Like, the first thing that came up was a guy who also proposed at the beach during a sunset. And he built a wooden sign with the letters, Marry Me, that he lit on fire as she walked down the beach coastline. He let doves out and he had a table with pictures from their relationship. And I'm just like, my God, I hope I don't propose in the same beach as that guy, you know? Like, (laughs) same beach, same day. 
<laughs> I get down on my knee and I'm like, oh, Alexis, will, will you marry me? And she's just like, I can't hear you over that other guy's fireworks. I don't know what you're saying. Our engagement pictures would just be, uh, you know, me proposing over a breathtakingly view of a much better proposal. Like, it'll be crazy. It'll be a lot of fun. I had more sperm donation bits, but... <laughs> Apparently, if you donate an egg, they'll give you like they'll give you a uh, way more than cum. That's eggs are much more valuable than cum. It really like puts into perspective how much more necessary women are for creating life than men. He's like, you go to donate an egg, they'll be like, we will give you ten thousand dollars. You donate your cum, they're like, we will cover your bus fare. That is the thing. Right. Is there anything else new I wanted to try? Um, uh, no. Well, yeah, but uh, I switch back and forth between common proposals too much. They don't mix well together. It's not good set structure, you know? It doesn't work. You know, you got to commit. You, know, you propose, come, but not, not in between. Um, that was not written. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Brian Schooley, everyone. Yay. So, just so you know, just so you have a little backstory on it, the reason that eggs are worth more than sperm is that it's like a way more invasive thing. Like, oh. you have to like, you just jerk one out and you're like, look, there's a billion of them. Look, they all have worth, that's so amazing. But they have to, you have to be on like hormones forever and then they have to like, you have to take these other hormones and they harvest them. You have to oh, do shit. this very invasive surgery where they like scrape them out of your weird little ovaries and they've like little tadpole things and they put them in a, anyway, so it's, it's worth like, it's not, I don't even know if it's worth the $20,000 they give you oh, because, because even when they do, that means that you have less eggs and you go through menopause earlier. So it's like weird, like it's, it's long lasting effects. So I, I think that, that eggs are even, I don't mean to, I'm sorry, I talked it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Casey. Oh, no, Ryan, I really hope you get to come after you propose. I feel like yeah, it's only right. Fuck you know, yeah. It's only fair. <laughs> um, I, do, I just love the idea of like hack marriage proposals. Oh, when yeah. You were, when you, you had that act out of like her saying, oh, I can't hear you. I thought you were going to be like, oh, I can't hear you. There's a guy over there proposing. Oh, that's, I like that. I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Just, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a comic. Maybe that's too meta. I'm not sure. But anyway, I like the idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, I don't think that microphone works. You kind of got to, I think he's the other one. Sorry about that. took my feedback about the difference between donating sperm and donating eggs, mm -hmm. but I still feel like that would be fun to, that sounds like a fun act out, like, like the difference between the two, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I already thought of something. I don't know if it would work, but like, I, I feel like there's a lot. Well, I mean, like, obviously to donate sperm, you jack off, um, but, and, and she gave the clinical actual answer of how you donate an egg but just this dichotomy of like like donating sperm like yeah hold on a second or donating egg but yeah hold on a second you know, <laughs> for yeah. starters it just comes right out yeah for starters <laughs> like i feel like you can yeah. even though she had a correction i feel like that could totally be a part of your bit okay like yeah, what yeah, she yeah mentioned yeah for sure yeah does anybody have anything on the the therapist bit because that's been like <laughs> 
Oh, well, no. no, it's just, it's no, been no, like, the... it's been almost kind of working, but not enough for me to keep it. So I just, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it at yeah, this point. Yeah, so. the, that your therapist keeps bringing up stuff about what you're, but are you not doing the dishes, but it has something to do with her husband or her cousin's death or whatever. I've, yeah. I feel like you could make it more clear that the therapist is right and you're like actually a piece of shit. Oh. Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So make it more clear that the therapist thinks I'm a piece of shit? Yeah. Okay. Or why does the therapist hate you so much? What did you, did you like not... Well, I you, haven't. You're supposed to get a therapy gift when you start. I mean, what are you supposed to get? Why? Uh, you, what she taught? But that's the only reason that the therapist wouldn't like you is that she's obviously talked enough shit about you, or not that she's talking shit about you. Just her telling her therapist who you are. Her therapist is like, this guy's a piece of shit. Well, yeah, no, yeah. My my girlfriend says she thinks it's because the therapist like went through a divorce recently or something. So she's like projecting. Uh, I didn't, but I didn't find a way to put that into the joke yet. Right. Microphone. I think the universal truth of like the therapy shit, because like my wife started going into therapy like after we got married, and I was just like, "What the fuck did I do?" Right? <laughs> and you do feel defensive about it. So I feel like that you you don't have to add the the detail of mm-hmm. your specific situation. I think it, it'd be more relatable if you kind of maintained it being like a kind of like a uh, insecurity thing that men have about always wanting to like satisfy and like not. It's kind of like this weird thing where you're just like you're not supposed to have any needs, right? Like you mm. should. I should be fixing all of your problems. At least maybe that's my fragile masculinity kind of thing that yeah, I think yeah, is yeah. universal that we just don't like to talk about. So yeah. I hope okay. you stick with the bit because I think there's something really special to it. Okay. Cool. Agreed. Um, okay. I also just feel like you said something that you could use. You mentioned your girlfriend thinks your therapist, her therapist is projecting. The whole like you are projecting is like, I think a line that comes to a lot of people. You know, therapy is kind of like new, like trendy now. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's bigger now, right? I think people are aware, more aware of like stereotypes with therapists. And I think the whole like you're projecting is something that people that's like in people's minds, that's what a therapist says. Like you're projecting, you know? So the idea of like flipping it Oh, and your girlfriend projects? telling yeah. your therapist, like, I think you're projecting. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, funny. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Clap your okay. hands together, everybody. Ryan Schooley. All right. Your next comedian. He was just giving some great comments. Keep paying attention and being rad. For Kyle Morrissey. Mom 2020. What is that? What happened to the room over the weekend? It's like newly decorated. Lots of motorcycles. Um, okay. Uh, I, uh, I, saw, I saw a movie over the weekend. It's called Parasite. Um, it's by this Korean guy, uh, Bong Joon-ho. Um, it's really good. It, uh, it, 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 ha- it, it was sort of about, you know, like poor people rising up and like killing rich people. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's very similar to Joker, you know? And so I feel like there's there's sort of this theme going around lately in movies of, like, underprivileged people finally having enough and, like, taking it out on, on overprivileged people. And uh, a lot of people are, like, alarmed by that, and they're concerned. Um, 
I don't know where this 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 alarm is coming from really like if i was super rich and someone came to someone came to my door and was like uh i'm poor i'm tired of this i'm gonna kill you i wouldn't be like what like no way i'd i'd be like yeah that makes sense (laughs) like that's what the private army is for (laughs) like um i think i think if you don't have a private army and you're rich like that's that's on you, you know, like if you, if you're rich and you don't have have a private army, maybe you're not rich enough. (laughs) Like, like if a bunch of people burn down your house with zero resistance, they should be like, Oh shit, we got the wrong person. (laughs) Like, uh, like whose head is this? (laughs) Like whose head did we just put on? Did we just murder a family because their trees are trimmed in the shape of dolphins? Like, is that, is that it? Um, anyways, good movie. I also, fuck, dude. I, I don't even know if I'm going to do material. I just want to talk about Joker. That was a good movie. I thought it was really good. I, I, I don't know why people are acting like it, uh, inspired. I don't know. I just thought it was fucking cool. Um, so Joaquin Phoenix is a beast. I'll stop wasting your time. I got a, I got a new job recently. Um, and it's like a, it's like a, it's like a manual labor job. It's like my first manual labor job. And, uh, and it's it's because I've kind of stopped going for uh, corporate jobs because um, I did that for most of my twenties, and you know it was a grind. It was it was uh, you know there it was frustrating. Um, you know, going after a corporate job made me feel like I was always where I wasn't supposed to be in life, uh, and so whenever I would you know apply somewhere and not get a call back or, uh, or have an interview and then get rejected and I'd feel discouraged, uh, I started thinking of my professional icon, a man named Jack Ma. Now, Jack Ma, for his entire life, just failed at everything, absolutely everything. Like He was the one person out of 30 people who was not hired at McDonald's. Like they picked everybody else to work at McDonald's except him. His whole life was just failure after failure after failure until he turned 35 and Jack Ma founded Alibaba.com and Jack Ma became the richest man in China. So whenever I felt like I wasn't where I wanted to be in life and that there was no hope (laughs) I would think of Jack Ma and be like, you know what? Maybe there's still, I I can still turn it around. And recently I saw Jack Ma on a panel where he said, and I quote, if you have too many smart people, it becomes impossible to make another smart people. So now I am confused (laughs) because this man was my icon, but now I understand why Jack Ma was not hired at McDonald's. <laughs> like, uh, I also uh, looked into Alibaba.com. It's literally just the Mitch Hedberg joke about rice meets Amazon.com. It's like Alibaba is great if you want something and you want four thousand of it. Like that's that's literally it's it's Amazon if you want four thousand of something. So these were two very long bits um not many punchlines so no pressure all right cool kyle morrissey 
CalMorrisseyAlibaba.com. You seem like the type of guy that's staying up really late and buying those late night videos like, make a billion dollars in that. Like, I regret it so much. Oh, I, I hate myself. You can send myself. it back after I hate 30 myself. days. I fell for that shit. My ex husband like bought that months. once. My ex husband bought that once, and I was like, "Send it back! You've got thirty days. Go! They're gonna be sure they're gonna be charging your credit card forever because it's all a crazy thing." I think the thread from you, uh, like applying to jobs, all the way to the Jack Ma thing was was really good. You could definitely like punch it up along the way yeah. if you like go through it, because um, obviously like the laugh out of that people were listening long enough to get the like people. Whatever he said, enough smart people want. Um, yeah, I think that was cool. Maybe with Jack Ma, if you can make it like sort of have that documentary feel where you're like, you haven't heard of Jack Ma, and then you change your voice to make it be like, Jack Ma was, you know, like like the background of it. Or if you play, sang like a little song like, doo, 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 Jack Ma was a, he was, yeah. a, was a huge loser. Until, like if you did a funny voice, like it was almost an act out of... A documentary almost that you were sort of giving the life of Jack Ma because we really don't care or know who that person is. So there needs to be like a funny hook on that, you know? Yeah. And then uh, so another thing I was thinking is that if you did like you said, like he was the one person out of 30 that didn't work at McDonald's. I was like, is that that really the feel like maybe like you're comparing his failures to yours and your failures could be like a lot less monumental than the shit that he was failing at. Right. right? Right. Um, I, I don't know his whole story, but maybe you could find something some that parallels and that's funny along the way okay. to build to that. Okay. I was surprised, given, given your starting bet, that you weren't going to kill Jack Ma at any point. <laughs> yes. I was very much expecting that. Uh, I did also particularly want to point out, because I loved it, the line about uh, whose head is this? I just feel like you could act it out a little bit more, like use your arm to act like you're holding up a head and just be like, whose head is this? I, I don't even recognize this guy. Uh, I think that was it. It's a good time. Okay. Like the ideas in it. Oh, what's your new manual labor job? Uh, I work for the trees. Okay. You're the yeah. Lorax. Yeah. So, so that I was am actually, the Lorax. Um, I work for the trees. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah. I uh, the whole I work for the trees was a punchline I've had in that before. Yeah. For the Lorax. Yeah. I am the Lorax. I yeah. work for the trees. Yes. I thought it. I didn't write it down. Thank you Talk for reminding me. Yeah, uh. yeah. All right. Cool. You come get a piece of candy. You deserve it. Seriously, you guys come in here and get a piece of candy. Yay. I'm not kidding. Actually, come in here and eat some candy, boys. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of sour things. Eat whatever you want. Thank you so much for donating tonight. Thank you so much for bringing your talents here and for listening to each other. I don't really have any new jokes, so I'm not going to waste your time by doing any of my new jokes. But um, thank you for being here. Thank you for donating. Really appreciate that. Please apply to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. Uh, the applications are due by the 30th of this year. And I'm look, it's going to be 75 shows in five days. It's going to be really, really amazing. So yeah, take as much candy as you want. Also, those round things, this Mom 2020, that's another... Um, that's a, they're going into their second year as a comedy festival down in L.A., so check them out. You can, get, you can submit for free until the 1st of December. I'm going to be getting a code this guy's going to give back to me, and I'll get it all out to you guys so you can get the code and apply for free because um, festivals are the best. I get to go up at the end of – actually, and I'll be looking for a person to guest host – 
uh, joke workshop for two different Mondays because I'm going to be in Portland for two weeks at a festival and doing shows up there. So at the end of this month over Thanksgiving time, if any of you want that. Also, I'm booking December right now for Comedy Clubhouse and I'm also booking... Um, a lot of guest host stuff. So come talk to me. Send me a message. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your money. Thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. Yay, bye. just motorcycle lawyers we're part of the riding community law tigers watches over riders if you're injured in a motorcycle accident we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too we're by your side every step of the way with the law tigers you never ride alone if you're injured in a motorcycle accident call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com the law tigers california's motorcycle lawyer Victor Terrace, Harris, law firm, LLP, 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco MutinyRadio.fm Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? 
Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Hey, you 
filmmaker in the San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics, wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm. And come in on Saturdays from 4 to 6. Get long sets because no one ever shows up. So it's like stage time and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Five differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians, bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. See her waiting on the street for 
bitch or a hoe Trying to make a sister feel low You know all of that got to go Now everybody knows there's exceptions to this rule I don't be getting mad when we playing this cool But don't you be calling me out my name I bring rap to those who disrespect me like a dame That's why I'm talking One day I was walking down the block I had my cut off shorts on right Cause it was crazy hot I walked past these dudes when they passed me One of them felt my booty, he was nasty yeah. I turned around red, somebody was catching the rat Then the little one said Yeah, me bitch And laughed Since he was with his boys, he tried to break fly huh. I punched, punched him dead in his eyes said, Who you calling and me bitch? You and I, you gotta let him know Everybody, Labor and Love Radio, there's Santana. <laughs> 